beautiful people, welcome to the Heavy Revy Show, where our purpose is to share revelation that will inspire you to grow in your walk with God, leadership, and your relationship with others. To stay connected with us, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube by subscribing to the Heavy Revy Show. I'm super pumped for you to hear this message with Donna Bellamy and Jose. Donna is the author of Raising Happy Hearts, a book on raising children to flourish in life and fulfill their God-given destinies. To enter and for a drawing to receive this book for free, share this video on Facebook, and let's tune into this conversation. All right, and we are live. Donna, thank you so much for letting me uh, interview today. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so really quick, uh, you know, this book, by the way, guys, if you guys haven't read this, totally encourage it. Super sweet. Uh, reading this, I honestly, you know, was like, okay, this is going to be cool. Uh, but then I found that it was more geared towards like moms. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm excited because I think like one day I'm going to be the best mom ever after <laughs> reading this book. Uh, but no, like I've gotten so much, even for myself as a man reading the book uh, of just how to raise kids, but also just how to have, you know, that, you know, basically changing the culture of your home. Yeah. And so my uh, just first question for you today about uh, raising happy hearts is, what inspired you to write this book? Well, when um, I was living in Australia, I had five kids at the time. And <laughs> had five kids that were eight and under and a newborn. And, and I actually, when I go back to what actually inspired me to actually start it, yeah. I can't remember what okay. the tipping point was. Yeah. But my whole vision for the book was I'm just going to write a book so I can hand it to my friends when they have kids, just all the wisdom that God has shared with me, I can share yeah. with them. But you know how God's ways and his thoughts are so much higher than ours. Yeah. You know, he just had a much bigger plan than what I did. Sure. And um, we had a pastor back when we were living in Louisiana. We've been all over the place. <laughs> when we were living in Louisiana and we had just three children. He noted that, the, you know, the little one was a baby, but the older mm -hmm. two, they were just you know, well behaved and they were happy. You know, if we told them to do something, there wasn't any complaining, any murmuring. Wow. They would just do what they were told, but they were also really happy. And hmm. so he, and I, for me, it was just normal, but he said, it's unusual to have kids that are so well behaved and so happy at the same time. They're either really well behaved and they have, they don't have a spirit anymore. Like, cause hmm. it's just take, you know, being, so robotic cause they're so uh -huh. yeah, disciplined or they're, you know, happy but they don't listen to their parents. And he said, you've found the balance and you need to write a book, he said. Wow. And I laughed at the time because I'm like, I'm not writing a book. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, that's awesome. That's really cool. So I guess that the whole myth of terrible twos was not in your guys' story yeah. at all. Wow. That is so cool. You know, after reading your book and yeah, you mentioned on there how like people have actually even came and complimented your kids and just complimented yeah. you. Like, uh, there's even one point of the book where they got like air force, you know, was it patches and yeah. stuff like that just for being so well behaved. And mm -hmm. I think was it one of the air, air pilots said that after 25 years or 20 years of flying, he's never seen kids so well behaved. So that's really cool that you have found that balance and just the secrets you kind of share in here mm -hmm. of finding that balance. Um, yeah. You know, what I really loved was one section on there. You talked about, you know, Mr. Talented mm -hmm. and Mr. Normal. You know, that, that was, I think, believe in chapter one or two, just starting off. And so mm -hmm. I've read it and I love that piece. But just for the people who are watching, will you explain and elaborate more on what you uh, meant by Mr. And, uh, Talented and Mr. Normal? Yeah. And so the Lord actually gave me that parable just one night as I was, you know, starting to type out the book. And, you know, it was just flowing out of me. And I've never mm -hmm. written a parable before. <laughs> but... It was like a lot of mothers 
and even you know fathers yeah. you know that it's seen to it's seen to be such a low level thing to do is to raise kids mm. you know it's such it's much more um you know it's in the world's eyes, it's better that you go out and have a career. Like yeah. they look down on you if you are a stay-at-home mom. And I had this one guy show up to my door when I just had the two little ones and I was, you know, happy raising them and, you know, <laughs> I was pouring out my life into my kids and my family and he knocks on the door and wants me to um, buy a magazine subscription so he can yeah. pay his way through med school. And, you know, we couldn't do it at the time and so I declined and he goes, well, so what do you do? And I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, but then – all of a sudden, like, he started to look down on me mm. because I was just a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And had I not have been rooted and grounded in the Lord and in his word, sure. I would have been like, well, I don't want anyone to think that I'm just a nobody. I'm going to go get a career where I can really be, you know, have the accolades and all the rest of it. Right. And so, you know, and we see people that are that are doing that. They, they, they go to med school and we see people like Andrew Womack and Kenneth Copeland and they're on the stage and in Benny Hinn. And I used to look mm. at Benny Hinn and just think, man, he's just doing so much for the kingdom. Yeah. But I'm not doing anything. I'm mm. not doing anything. I'm just at home with my kids. And I remember I had the two little ones in the bath once and I was like, I'm not going to have any more kids. I'm just yeah. going to wait till these ones are old enough so that I could be free to do the work of the Lord. Mm. And the Lord straight away snapped me out of that and was just like, where are the three children I called you to raise? Wow. And I realized, okay, my children are the ministry. They're not in the way, so mm. I can't do the ministry. They're it. They're yeah. it. And so he really just changed my whole mindset. And so the Mr. Normal and Mr. Talented, you know, it's about, it comes from the parable in the Bible where, you know, God hands out the talents and he gives one to five, um, one, yeah, five, one, two, and one, one. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 And so... And so if you really think about it, there are five talent people walking around. There are two talent people and there are one talent pe person. Pe mm. People. Yeah, people, okay? yeah. So then you might see the five talent person. Okay, so the five talent person might be like the Benny Hinn, the Andrew Womack, the Kenneth Copeland. They the may Donna be. The Bellamy's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or they could be, you know, they. but we don't know. They could have like ten talents and only be using five. Mm-hmm. But their five is just amazing to us. Man, they're doing so much for the kingdom. But God had 10, gave them 10, and they're not using 10. And then there could be a stay-at-home mom, and she was given two, and she's using all of the two that God gave her and being faithful with what God gave her. And yeah. so, you know, the scripture says that he who, can, you know, compares himself among themselves mm -hmm. are not wise because you don't know what God put in you yeah. or what God put in someone else and how much of it the, that they're using Mm. So you better just to focus on God and what he told you to do and do it to the best of your ability and with a lot of faithfulness. Yeah. No, it's seriously like when I read that, um, that was like a big hit for me. It's like, man, because like uh, being at school, there's so many talented people. There's so many, oh, yeah. you know, and just when you're around all these teachers, yeah. around authors, around, you know, just awesome, awesome people, you kind of can get discouraged when you begin to look. It's like. Well, who am I? You know, who am I to do a YouTube channel? Who am I to do something? Yeah. You know, it's great. But then when you hit that focus of like, no, you just need to focus on what you and the Lord have, yeah. that relationship. Uh, that was, you know, relieving for me. And so just like I was saying, it's like, man, this book was so powerful because it just was a wake up call for me just to focus. 
Mm-hmm. Don't worry about everyone else. You know, congratulate them. You know, you know, root them on, cheer them on. But at the end of the day, it's just really focused on you and the Lord and the talents mm-hmm. that He's given you. So that was uh, a big thing that I really got from it. And you know, one of my other things that I got was uh, in chapter three when you talk about childhood memories. It uh, or it brought out childhood memory for me. Um, you said here, uh, children raised in loving environments will be able to stand upon the shoulders of their parents' achievements and go even further and higher than their parents did. Uh, this should be our goal. You know, I remember my dad, me and him, we were driving one time and he used to work at a, this place called Stroke Hill. Basically, they made beams. It was like a little factory. Okay. And I remember looking at it and saying, man, dad, you know, full aspiration, so excited. Like, I want to be just like you. I want to work at Stroke Hill. Mm-hmm. And Boom, I felt like a smack in the back of my head. And it wasn't hard, but he smacked me and said, no, son, you're going to do better than me. Like our, mm-hmm. our, your goal is that you go even higher than me. So when you when I read this, it just made me go back to that memory and feel that little, you know, slap in the back of the head. Like, hey, remember, you're going further. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, you know, what are some practical steps of creating that loving environment that you can mm-hmm. just share with our viewers uh, so that they can go further? Yeah, amen. Well, the the the. First thing that is extremely important is to have your own relationship with the Lord, Mm. to really be pursuing God with your whole heart and just make Him your focus. And then the next thing, because your your ministry after your ministry to God is your ministry to your spouse, like your husband, your wife. Mm. And so you need to keep that in order so that God comes first, then your spouse comes second, mm-hmm. and then you focus on the children after that. You know, listening always to the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit would tell you, yeah. you know, giving room for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, God is like the centerpiece. Because yeah. like, when I first became a mom, as I said in my book, I didn't know anything about anything. Like I was afraid <laughs> for them to leave me with my baby Cause I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I remember your mom told you, she's like, Hey, don't worry, Donna. You know, you know, you've never been a mom. Well, she's that, that child's never had a mom. So yeah. it's okay. You know, we're in a good place. Yeah. yeah. It's not comforting. <laughs> so, you know, I came from like, you know, not knowing anything and the Holy Spirit just like, I just left room for him. I'm just like, Lord, just, you know, I want to yeah. just really be your, you know, your best daughter, but I also want to be the best mom to my kids. I want to be a better mm-hmm. mom than even what I had. You know, I really want to have, you know, a really great relationship with my kids, but I also don't want to, you know, I still want to be the mom. Like I don't, I want to stay in my role. And the Holy Spirit just took me by the hand and just, you know, just, you know, sent, sent a teacher, sent a book, just taught me everything that I needed to know, you know, to raise my kids well. And so that, that's what I would say is that you have to have your own relationship with the Lord. Yeah. You have Mm. to be able to know that you could hear from the Lord and hear from the Holy Spirit. You need to keep it in order. So you need to keep your spouse, you know, as a higher priority than your children and not get that flipped upside down because that will Mm. cause issues. And then just um, the other main thing is to watch over your children's hearts. Mm. So, you know, they could maybe do something, and but they didn't mean it in that way. And you actually, you have to really pay attention to that. And there's other times... They may do the right thing, but you can tell on the inside that there's there's mm. just something there that needs to be nipped in the bud. Yeah. Um, 
And there, you know, I talk about all the rest of it in the book about guiding the hearts of your children, about how to train them up, about yeah. the grace of God, and all the rest of it. So you have to get the book to get the whole picture. Right. <laughs> Seriously, guys, that was good. Um, but no, that's that's super huge. Like I remember, even at one point, uh, that was really good of talking about like spilt milk. You know, basically not whooping kids over, you know, uh, accidentally spilling milk. It wasn't like a bad heart intention. And I thought that was super good that you brought that out. That it's not just for doing something wrong, but it's that heart intention. Mm-hmm. So that's that's powerful. And, um, you know, even uh, uh, part of that, you know, you uh, love the emphasis that you make about partnering with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those who may be like new at this, who, you know, new to being a Christian or just new even to the Holy Spirit, um, you know, how do you partner with the Holy Spirit? You know, what does that look like? What is that relationship with the Holy Spirit, you know, look like when you partner with him to mm-hmm. minister to your kids, ministry to your spouse, you know, to your yeah. family, your home? Well, the main thing is you need to, you know, press into God so that you can recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. Just like when, you know, you're, say your father, if you were in a, you know, we hear this a lot, if you were in a crowded room and everyone was talking, you could pick your father out amongst everybody else because you've spent so much time with him. Yeah, that so loud, booming voice, you know, just, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same with learning the voice of the Father. You just need to spend the time with Him. Mm. And then the next thing would be to leave room for Him. So when something happens in the family, don't just go on your own understanding and start, you know, cracking down on your kids because, you know, (laughs) this is what you think happened. Leave room for the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, show me what to do in this situation. Like there's a lot of time like my my oldest daughter, because she's 14 now, so she's in her teen years, and so when they're little, they just deal with their little, real simple little fires that they start. Yeah. But when they're teenagers, it's more complex. Hmm. And so, you know, I sit my daughter down, and I, you know, we pray together, and I ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what is the answer here? Because sometimes hmm. I think, wow, this is beyond me. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit, he's always there. Like, and he'll just give you a word in season. You know, he'll mm-hmm. show you what's going on. Um, I got a word from, you know, Greg Moore, one of the teachers at Caris yeah. Bible college. He said that he said, you and your husband are going to spring every trap of the enemy that he has set for your kids. Mm-hmm. Come on. And so we can only do that by listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, if we, the Holy Spirit will show us, okay, something's going on with, with my daughter, something's going on with my son. All right, let's, do something about it. Let's not just let it linger. Let's, let's, you know, take them aside. Let them share their heart. Be a safe place that your children can, you know, can talk to that safe harbor that you're not just going to jump on them and and judge them, that you're going to be the one that holds them by the hand and, you know, helps them to navigate this life. Mm -hmm. So good. So good of just, I mean, it it really comes back to the importance of hearing our father's voice. And I love that analogy that you brought out, just even in the crowded room that you can tell what voice is God's, what voice is yours, what voice is, you know, the strangers around you Mm -hmm. and just really pressing in. That's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about this a while back at, at work, but, you know, what happens, you know, when mothers, you know, they're called to the home, they're called, and you kind of hit on it by listening to priorities, yeah. but, you know, what happens when, you know, those kids do grow up and they are gone now, that they're graduated, they're, they, they've flown away, the, the nest looks a little emptier than it did before. Uh, what advice or what would you share or encourage mothers who, you know, that is happening soon or, you know, obviously it's going to happen one day, yeah. uh, but what would you say? What happens? Well, 
it's very important, as I said, to keep the order of the home in the right order. So God's first, your ministry to God, and then it's your ministry to your husband or your spouse, Mm -hmm. and then it's the children. And so they're your ministry while they're in the home. And even after they leave, they're still going to, they're still going to call you. They're still going to need you, but just not as much. Mm. So it's just important. You know, if you have that set the right way Mm. that when the children leave, it's not going to be a huge upset to the family dynamic because like say for my husband and I, you know, we both love the Lord. We both serve the Lord. We both seek the Lord. And then we, on purpose, spend a lot of time with each other, focusing on each other, ministering to each other. Mm. And then we both, you know, raise the children so that when the children move out, my husband and I are still really close. Mm. Whereas there's other families that they put so much emphasis on the children, focus on the children. Okay. Well, she's going to sleep in my bed tonight. So you husband (laughs) can sleep on the couch. That's wrong. (laughs) That's wrong. So if you keep the order in the right place, yeah. you, you know, your marriage will still be strong and the children move out and you just be led by whatever the Lord has for you to do then. Mm. Um, for me, like my oldest is 14, my youngest is two, and the Lord's already started to have me do you know, certain ministry outside the house, yeah. but it wasn't something that I'm trying to do to get recognition or anything like that. True. For me, I'm happy staying at home, yeah. being a mom, being cool. a wife, and being with my family, that's my favorite thing. Doing things like this, it's out of my comfort zone, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not anything that, you know, I have decided that I would do. It's, sure. it's being led by the Lord. But it's so important that I make sure my children are squared away first, mm-hmm. okay? Because the children come before any other type of ministry. But yeah. if you know that they're good and, you've, you know, you've, you've ministered to their needs, you've spent mm-hmm. the time with them, they're, you know, they're set then you can go and start doing certain things outside the home, you know, within reason, led by the Holy Spirit, and you're not going to, you know, undo everything that you've done in your home. Mm. And then say, when my children leave the nest, you know, I'm sure the Lord's just going to be able to just rip my ministry up to another level because I'll have more time. Yeah. Wow. That's good. I love that, you know, just the order of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an awesome minister I listen to, and he talks about how, you know, he's, he's kind of explained the same, but what he would say is when he would come home, you know, his par- or his kids would all rush on him to give him the kiss, mm-hmm. and he would dragging the kids and say, no, you know, mom gets first kiss. Mom gets first kiss because he's showing that priority of, yes. you know, it's God, you know, his spouse, then kids, and then ministry after. And I love that end, too, that you include the ministry that it's, under the children, because I've seen, you know, people who have exalted ministry above even, you know, their children or even their spouse. And so that's just a huge, huge uh, thing to really understand is priority of what the yeah. Lord has for you. Because then the Lord can bless it. Because if it's yeah. out of order, you know, there's, you know, you can have this room for the enemy to come in. Mm. But when you really have things in order, like even friends, because I have friends that sometimes they call me and they want ministry or I want to come over, I want to do this. And I'm like, you know, it just gives me so much peace and be like, okay, well, these are my priorities and mm-hmm. I need to spend, you know, I know that this week I've been busy. I need to spend more time with the kids. So I'm sorry, friend, but you're going to have to wait until mm-hmm. my kids are squared away. I don't feel pressured that I have to just jump on everything that everyone asks me to do because sure. I know that, you know, it's going to be blessed by God if I do it the right way. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Learning to say no. Yeah. Something I'm still growing at. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. Uh, so right now with this book, Raising Happy Hearts, what is the biggest takeaway uh, you want your readers to get from reading this? Well, the biggest takeaway is 
but obviously, you know, I do talk, you know, more towards the mothers, but it goes for yeah. fathers as well. That that is a mm-hmm. high calling of God. It's not just something that because even even um, you know, Jesus talks about the you know the the kingdom is is turned upside down from yeah. what the world sees as important. So what the world sees as unimportant is generally the most, most important, important thing in God. So <laughs> you know that stay-at-home moms are generally, you know, looked down upon that they're just, yeah. you know, they're just, I don't know what people think about them, but <laughs> they just stay at home. They don't really do much, don't really contribute much, you know, to the yeah. finances, whatever else. So you know just by that <laughs> that Come we on. are so important to God because – it says in his word that he who receives a child in my name receives me. Mm. So every child that we receive, it's like we receive Jesus himself. And hmm. so when Jesus says at the throne room, I was naked and you clothed me, I was hungry and you fed me. How many times have mothers done that to their children? Yeah. It's like wow. every day. <laughs> it's like we're serving in, in the four walls of our house where no one else sees. Hmm. And we're you're pouring out, we're being faithful with what God's given us. Yeah. And so a lot of mothers are going to be so surprised that they're going to be honored among the greats and yeah. not realize how valuable they were to God the whole time. Yeah. And so the biggest takeaway that I want, another big takeaway that I want people to get from the book is that, that we need to be um, wives and mothers of purpose, mm. that we need to be purposeful in how we minister to our husbands and how we raise our children, sure. that it's not you know, a dead fish can flow downstream. And if we do what everybody else is doing, then mm. we're going to get the same results everyone else is getting. So we really need to be, put focus on it and think, okay, how can I be a better wife? How can I be a better mother? You know, Holy Spirit, show me. Yeah. That's, come on. Guys, I'm telling you, this book, fuego, fire. Um, so I ask this to every guest, all right? Uh, but basically, what is one noble failure uh, that you've done mm-hmm. and what have you learned from it? Okay. And the reason I ask this, um, you know, I do an, uh, a segment on Fridays called Failing Forward Fridays. Yeah. Basically, you know, that we can learn from our mistakes. Uh, my, my heart for this YouTube channel is really to encourage people to go out and do what they're called, to grow in their, you know, relationship with God, their leadership and with, you know, the relationship with others. And so, so many times, like a lot of people say like, oh, well, I'm not like Donna. You know, Donna seems like she has it all together. Yeah. You know, I'm not like Josue. Josue seems like he knows, has it all together and people behind that camera no i certainly don't i'm certainly growing amen but uh so what is one area that i mean you've messed up or just failed at and what have you learned from that that you're growing from that that hasn't stopped you from ministering to your kids ministering to your spouse ministering even here right now yeah so there was this one time when we were living in australia it was right before we moved here to colorado we had five children eight and under and i look back and i'm like how in the world because now i have two teenagers yeah. That they basically do they run they can run the whole house without me. Like oh, I don't gosh. even remember the last time I cooked because my son, my thirteen year old's taken over the cooking, you know, wow. they, they do everything. And so but back then I had five and the oldest was eight. And wow. so they're not old enough to really do much. And so I was sure. doing everything. I was homeschooling, I was cooking, I was cleaning, hmm. everything. And so and I had a newborn <laughs> and and so we were thinking about having a sixth child. 
And I'm like, I can't <laughs> have anything else on top of this. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. And so my husband and I, after talking for a while, we decided, okay, we'll just stop at five, which we changed our mind later. Right. But <laughs> back then we said, okay, we'll just stop at five. Yeah. So the quiver is full. We're okay. <laughs> yeah. So inwardly, I was like, Oh, phew, because I know that I can handle the five that I've got. Okay? Uh, yeah. So then the next day, because normally every day just flows. Like people, one lady even said to me, because I went to church one day and I was mentioning how sometimes I get frustrated. She goes, mm-hmm. she goes, you get frustrated? She goes, I thought you were the perfection of motherhood. And I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> no. But people think that just because things flow. They like, mm. it's effortless. I, I love being around my children. I don't yeah. try to get away from them. They listen when I say something. I don't run after them. Like, it's just, it's, it's, there's, it flows. Yeah. So then the day after we had this conversation, it was a really difficult day. And it just seemed like nothing was going right. Everything was hard. Mm. And it was Mother's Day on top of that. Wow. <laughs> so remember, I think I had a fluffy... What do you call those, like, robes that you wear when you come out of the shower? I had oh, yeah, like on. a robe, yeah. Yeah, I had one. <laughs> and I was sitting in my my um, dining room just crying because mm, it, wow. it, was, it was that bad. Aye. And then Will's just like, Donna, why are you, you know, you know that it's not you. You know people think you're a super mom, but you know it's not you. It's like it's the grace of God. And then the Holy Spirit highlighted to me what I had said in my heart the night before that Mm -hmm. I can handle the five that I had, but I can't do six. And God made it very clear. You you can't do anything Ah, without me. It's me. And so I just repented. And and I, from then on, I'd never even pretend that I can do it without (laughs) the Lord. I just, I literally ask him for grace every morning. I just say, you know, heavenly father, I ask you for, and I receive Mm. your grace for this day. Because it says in Hebrews, and I can't remember what it is right now. Come, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mm. So you come to the throne of grace to get that grace in time of need. And when are we not in time of need, right? <laughs> Every day. Amen. And so after that, I know that because things, they flow so effortlessly and we have such a peaceful home and there's so much joy in our home, yeah. it's because of him and the grace that he gives me. Because if he were to take his hand off, I've... Felt what that feels felt like. It's it's, like. it's not fun. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. Come on. Well, viewers, I tell you what, you got to get the book. Uh, but hey, if you share this episode today, uh, you do get opportunity to win a drawing to get this free book, and it will be signed by uh, yours truly, the five star, five talented. Uh, more like 25 talented, six kids, six kids, guys. And uh, she's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, your son, uh, Jerome, I got to see him at Summer Family Bible Conferences, and it's so true. He's so well-behaved, and uh, there's just, just a, a leader, uh, you know, anointing on him. Yeah. And, I mean, man, it's what happens when you read this book and you raise kids that are just awesome. So, Donna, thank you for taking the time and allowing us to have this conversation with you today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciated it. Absolutely. Peace. Hey, friends and family, thank you so much for viewing this message, and we pray that it has blessed you. Remember, someone can win this book for free, but there's a few things that you have to do. The first thing that you have to do is share this video on Facebook, and you stay connected with Donna Bella Ministries by liking her Facebook page. Don't forget, she also has a website, www.donnabellaministries.com. Thank you again for viewing this message, and we pray that you have a blessed day.